Welcome to New City Church. This is Matt Freeman, and we are so thankful you are studying the Word of God with us. Jesus founded New City after our forever home, the New Jerusalem from Revelation 21. He wrote our mission statement to foster, strengthen, and grow an unashamed bride looking for Jesus' return. Let's lean completely on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us all things from 1 John 2.27. God is so eager to teach you the depth of his word. Enjoy the study. Okay, well, I'm back for week two. Um, This is not a two-part series, but it is a continuation because last week we studied the fear of the Lord. And uh, I hope you guys were blessed by that. I hope that your week was changed because of that, that we fear God um, in reverence and awe. Uh, And I think that this week is uh, definitely a continuation um, of that uh, as we are going to study the master, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, It's really cool. Um, I'm going to open us up as we should always before we go into the word of God with prayer. So dear Lord, just help us to understand your word that you have preserved for us, God. So many people have been tied to the stake and given their very lives that this word that we have, your word, could get to us, God, and we thank you so much for that. We do not take it lightly. This church is all about you, Jesus. It's all about your word, and we just praise you, God. Open our ears and our eyes to hear what you have for us today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so if I haven't mentioned it, and I'm sorry if I forget, uh, my name is Mason Zabel, and um, like Burkle said earlier this morning, I, I failed to have my self-promotion as the um, vacation pastor. I'm the VP of uh, New City Church. How do you like that? Uh, so, okay, we're going to study the master. So as I was praying, um, I, I don't know, I just I started thinking about that I, I haven't really thought of Jesus. I know him as master, but I haven't thought of him in that way. Uh, and it's just such a, a cool term, the master. And so I went on a, I went on a Bible uh, research um, trip here to research the master. Uh, and I wanted to kind of start out with, you know, how do we think of the word master today in our society? I mean, you know, in a secular society, they're not necessarily thinking of Jesus as the master, but it's, it's a term in our vocabulary, you know. So I just kind of did a quick search and we've got some brands called Master. We, get, we can get a master's degree. Um, uh, you can become a master at something. We've got an example there of a chess master. I wish my Aunt Anne was here, but she's not. But uh, we've got He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which I do not agree with. And my aunt did not let me watch as I grew up because they said that. And I was ready to drop that on her, but she's not here. Um, you master of karate, we've got a show called Master Chef. We've got my favorite golf tournament, the Masters. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. Maybe this needs new batteries. Aaron, take over. All right. Let's look at, um, let's look at the definition of master. So as a noun, you've got, as an expert, a person with a high level of knowledge or skill in a field, such as a master at chess, as a conqueror, one that defeats an enemy or opponent. Little did the tennis pro know that his new student would someday become his master. As a leader, the person, as an employer or supervisor who tells people and especially workers what to do. 
I'm the master of, of this operation and you'll do what I say. Next slide. As an adjective, we've got as in main, coming before all others in importance. That reminds me of Jesus right there. Thought of themselves as belonging to humanity's master race. As in skilled, having or showing exceptional knowledge, experience, or skill in a field or of endeavor, I guess. A master craftsman who makes fine wood furniture of his own designs. We have one of those here. His name's Cody. Uh, he made this podium. Praise God for that. All right. As a verb, as in defeat to achieve a victory over, finally mastered her longtime opponent at chess. As in to learn, to acquire complete knowledge, understanding, or skill in. I think I've mastered algebra at last, said no one ever, maybe. Um, so here's the point of all that. We, we've got our ways of thinking about the, the word master. Um, but we know the master. How cool is that title of Jesus? He's the master and he says it himself. Matthew 26, 18. And he said, go into the city to such a man and say unto him, the master saith, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. So here's where what I want to talk to you guys about switches a little bit. Because I had planned on kind of setting out to just talk, you know, an amazing subject, just talk about Jesus as the master. And as I did a word search looking for the you know, master in the New Testament and in the Bible, really, I noticed something very interesting as I take a slurp. I noticed something very interesting that I'd never noticed before, I'd never heard anybody talk about before, and I, and I just really got me thinking. When I looked for the term master, it took me, really, most of the times that word ever comes up is when the disciples or, or Jesus' contemporaries are addressing him, okay? So, you know, I, I saw that, and I was like, huh, and then I saw a few instances where another, they addressed him in another way, and then I, and I saw him in another instance where they addressed him in a, as another term, like uh, rabbi. And then I was like, and then I noticed that there's not one instance that I could find in the Bible that a disciple addressed Jesus by his name, Jesus. And I was like, huh, I was like, no way. Like, and so I searched that and I could not find an instance of that. Okay, so like, wow, that's just, I just pondered that. And so here's where a caveat comes into play. What I found was every time the disciples addressed Jesus, they addressed him by a name of knowing him. Okay, which really got me thinking. But the caveat is, in no way, shape or form am I saying that you should not address Jesus as Jesus, okay? There's no higher name, okay? No higher name than the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. So I'm not suggesting that. But what I'm saying is by finding this little nugget, it got me thinking and really got me, um, my mind stirring. So just kind of hang with me here, all right? So we've got, next slide, you got it, all right. How did the disciples address Jesus in the Bible? All right, uh, one thing, I, one word I found was rabbi. And here's an example of that. John 1, Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Rabbi in the Greek is rabbi. And uh, the strongest definition is my master as an official title of honor, master rabbi. Outline of biblical usage, my great one, my honorable sir. 
Rabbi, a title used by the Jews to address their teachers, also an honor to them when not addressing them. Okay, next slide. I found one instance really of Mary addressing Jesus as Rabboni. Rabboni. It's usually only one time in the New Testament. Example, John 20, 16. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. So an outline of biblical use, master, chief, prince, Rabboni is a title of honor Mary used to address Jesus. A similar, similar to the word used here uh, is translated as Lord, Rabboni, Mark 10, 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, wait, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, and the word is Rabboni in uh, Greek, that I might receive my sight. Okay, and now we get to the master. How did the disciples address Jesus? So there's five, I'm gonna go through this quickly. I just, it was just interesting that there was, there's five words in Greek used to, for our English word master. Um, I'm not gonna try to pronounce these, but the first one, uh, an instructor, doctor, master, teacher. And the, this word is used in Mark 10, 35. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. Next slide. You've got this word here that represents a guide, a teacher, a master. Matthew 23, 10. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. We've got epistates, an appointee over commander, teacher, master. Luke 5, 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down thy net. I mean, I just got to stop there. I mean, how many of us have had times where we're like, Jesus, really? Like, I've toiled all night or I've been at this for so long. But he tells us to let down our nets regardless. And we know what happened in that story. The, the boat almost tipped over because Jesus is the master. He knows. We've got despotes, an absolute ruler, Lord, master. This is in 2 Timothy 2.21. And this is one of my favorite verses. I love this term. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. That's that word there. And prepared unto every good work. So we want to be a people that are meet for the master's use. And so that kind of tells us that you cannot be meet for the master's use. If you are not purging yourself from willful sin from some of these things in our lives that are not pleasing to Jesus. We want to be in a position that he can absolutely, he can do all things, but he sets it up that we are to be sanctified in our walk and drawing closer to him and he will draw closer to us and we can be meet for his use. And then interestingly, the main word the Bible uses um, for Lord is, is, I think, really just one time used and translated as masters. Uh, Strong's definition, supremacy, supreme in authority, i.e., as a noun, controller by implication, 
Master, as a respectful title, God, Lord, Master, Sir. Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. We all know that mammon is money. Um, And it's interesting that God chooses to, to use the word that's typically used for Lord and translated to masters that that we can make money almost lord over our lives. And that is something that we obviously all want to avoid. We know that money in and of itself is not wrong. We've got to have money to live. But it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. We know that. So we don't want to get that twisted. Um, so now the disciples addressed Jesus as Lord very, very often. And this is very important. So Lord, it's... Uh, same word we just talked about, but it's mainly used for Lord. Uh, Kyrios, Strong's definition, supreme in authority. We just read this. Controller by implication, master, as a respectful title. God, Lord, master, sir. So I kind of outlined here the first thing. Uh, he to whom a person or thing belongs. Let us not forget that Jesus purchased us with his blood. We've been bought with a price, the precious blood of Christ. We belong to him. We belong to Jesus. And the grace that he gave us, like I prayed earlier, was costly. Do not forget how costly that was. Let us not cheapen his grace in the way that we live our lives. Watch your step. So about which he has power of deciding. Are we giving Jesus the authority about which he has power of deciding in our lives? Are we really doing that? You know, at times I don't. I wish I did more, but I just want you guys to ponder these things. The possessor and dispossessor of a thing, this is biblical usage, the owner, one who has control of the person, the master. In the state, the sovereign prince chief, the Roman emperor, is a title of honor expressive of respect and reverence with which servants greet their master. This title is given to God, the Messiah. So, I was thinking about this. So, it just, interestingly, the Holy Spirit chooses not to include the times that I'm sure that, I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure the disciples addressed the Lord as Jesus at times, but all that's written in the Bible is that they addressed him as either rabbi, a lot of times master, most of the time Lord. Okay, these are names, what struck me, these are names of knowing him intimately. Okay, these are names, I, I was thinking about in my house, um, or really anywhere, with my beautiful wife that I've been married to for almost 17 years in September. Um, we, it's almost strange if one of us addresses each other with our first names. If, if Jenny was like, Mason, can you come upstairs for a second? I kind of think I might like have done something wrong. She's not like that, but I'm like, Mason? What are you calling me Mason for? You know, or if I'm like, hey, Jennifer, um, can you pass the salt? You know, it's kind of like, sure. You know, it's like, you know, we address each other to the risk of, it's honey poo. No, I'm kidding. Um, it just, some, for, we all have pet names a lot of times for our spouses, right? Or, or significant others. Uh, for us, it just happens to be babe. So it's babe, hey, you know. Um, am I calling anybody else babe? Nope. I'm not. 
no way, because she's earned it. You know, I know her intimately. I love her. She loves me. I can trust her. And so she gets a pet name. I'm not saying that Raboni or Lord or um, Master are pet names. I'm just giving an example. Um, it's names of knowing. And I just was struck with that, that the people that were with Jesus, they, they were close to him. And, and, and so here's my question. How do you know him? How do you know the Lord? Do you fully recognize who he is? That this was a pivotal point in my life. I've talked about it before, but I, 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 God brought me to a place um, in my walk with him that I may have just kind of been relying on Jesus to save me but I wasn't following him as Lord and I didn't, I, I had a head knowledge, but maybe not a heart knowledge of Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus Christ is the master. He's the, he is the teacher. And um, I, I really at that point gave my whole life over to him because he deserves it. Jesus deserves our whole life. Do you know him as teacher? You're not calling anybody professor or teacher. You're, call, you're typically calling them if they're actually teaching you. Are you allowing Jesus to teach you in your life? How do we do that? Um, we stay in his word. That's, that's huge, absolutely huge. Allow his words, which is, he says in the volume of the book, it is written of me. So anywhere we're reading in the Bible, we are learning about the teacher. Allow him to teach you. Um, do you know him as the master? Um, you know, you think about, um, people, we as a people sometimes tend to run from accountability, but you don't need to run from the master. He's the one who created you. Just be accountable to him. He has plans for you, plans for good, to prosper, to shape you. Um, yes, he may discipline us from time to time, but the Bible says that, can know that that means that God loves you, that you are a true, a true child of God, that you are a true son, that he would discipline you to correct you, to get you back on the straight and narrow. So do you know him as the master? And most importantly, do you know him as Lord? Because he is Lord of Lords. And are you living your life according to knowing that, that what, what he bought for you was not cheap? was so costly and are you running from accountability because we think we know best I've been there we do not know best give your life to Jesus completely and he will direct your paths let's look at Luke 6 46 through 49 I mean this this hits and why call ye me Lord Lord and do not the things which I say Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. All right. So something that, that struck me about this is, and I'm going to say this, there is no other foundation to build upon than Jesus. Jesus is the rock. And we're going to go through a verse about that. In this instance, in this parable that Jesus gives, he is saying 
those that heareth my sayings and doeth them, those who he likens to this. Not just, it's so important to build your life on Jesus, it's, it's it. But in this instance, he's talking about hearing his sayings and doing them. That's, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did vehemently and immediately it fell. The ruin of that house was great. So that is about hearing his words and doing them is how we build our house on rock. So I hope that, I hope that lands. It certainly did for me. Jesus Christ is our foundation. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 11. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry and God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our foundation. And Jesus is Lord. And one day, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus has always been. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. I might have gotten that a little out of order, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, Jesus became a man for us. He left his glory in heaven to come down a suffering servant and take on the form of a man forever. Forever. Fully God, fully man, but he's going to look like us. Um, and he washed our feet. The God of glory, the Lord of glory washed our feet and showed us how to serve one another. And this is, I, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now because um, times are dark right now. You know, we all feel it, um, but we know the Lord of glory and um, we need to be washing each other's feet. You know, we need to be serving each other uh, because Christ served us first and he's coming back to conquer on a white horse and we're going to be with him. Um, but he gave us an example of serving one another and becoming the least of these and things like this. So I'm just struck with that. So, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Are we ready to die for him? That's a tough one to think about. You know, if you were faced with it, are you ready to die for him? He died for us. And uh, I think if you can come to a spot in your faith that you know you'll die for him, that's so strengthening in our faith. You know, if you really can face it, that if you were faced with it, that you would die for our Lord. 
even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We hear so many... um, Go, go back a slide here. We hear uh, so many accounts, or I've read so many accounts, and we've heard stories of um, how powerful the name of Jesus is. Um, that at the name of Jesus, uh, demons come out of people. Um, that at the name of Jesus, uh, the dead are raised. Um, it's the most precious name. There's no higher name. Um, there's no most or high God. Um, he is the Holy One of Israel. Um, it's just amazing. I've just... Nothing else works when you're facing evil. No other technique. It's the name of Jesus. You know, um, I do love that song. I don't know who it's by, but when you don't know what to say, say Jesus. Um, let his name be on your tongue. Let his name be upon your lips. And let's just, in our lives, recognize who the Lord is. What he's done for us. who he is and how he deserves to be followed. And that is by following his commandments. That's by loving others. That's by loving him. The things that he tells us in his word, let's take it seriously and let's be a people about that. And let's build our house on the rock and um, let's follow the master. He deserves it. And I love this church. And I thank you guys for this opportunity to preach a short sermon. I get you to brunch early. I hope that's not the only reason you like the message, but um, it's okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, don't, I never know when I'm going to get to get back up here. So I just want to say I, I appreciate each and every one of you guys that you guys would um, come into this building that wasn't a thing two and a half years ago and trust this church with preaching the word of God which is what we're about. If you kind of, if someone asks you, hey, what's New City like? I hope you think we preach the word of God, we preach Jesus, and we live in community with one another. I hope you feel that. That's, that's, that's the heart of this thing. So I love you guys. I thank you. I'm gonna close this in prayer. Dear Lord, we praise you, Jesus. You are the master. You are the teacher and you are Lord. May we approach you as such and learn from you and follow you. God, just keep us humble, keep us in your grace, keep us on the narrow way. Empower us to love others, even when we don't feel like it. Feeling Love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling, it's an action, it's a choice. God, you so love the world that you gave us, Jesus, to die for us so that we would not perish if we believe in him and follow him. 
and trust that he is Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we come before you in thanksgiving. God, empower us to continue this journey as a church to follow you. You are the head. God, we just, um, we pray that you just bless our conversation, which is to say our, our life and the way that we walk with you, God. Empower us to be bold. The world needs boldness for you, boldness for you right now. Empower us, God. We pray for a great rest of the day. May we leave changed. And God, I just want to pray right now, if there's anybody here or watching online that does not know you, Jesus. If you're here, come find me after the service and I will pray with you. That you... God, that people would come to know you as Savior and as Lord. And we know that it's simple. You made it easy for us, God. It's Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's by your grace through faith that we are saved, God. We know that it's not through works. And we love you and we praise you, God, for making a way. Help us to be closer to you, Lord. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.